There's something strange in the neighborhood. So who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Each sold separately. Have no fear. Venkman, Steph, and Spangler are here. So are these ghosts. They've got ectoplasm. We've been gooped. Now what? Stay puffed, Marshmallow Man. Let's show this pile of dessert who's boss. Activate Neutrona Blaster. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Peter Venkman, ectoplasm, Stay puffed, Marshmallow Man, and other figures each sold separately. Ghostbusters, new from Kenner. I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who is our guest this week? We are joined this week, Justin, by comedian Devlin Wilder. Devlin, how are you today? I'm groovy, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> yep, we've After tried the, this a uh... couple of times. We've had some internet issues these last few weeks, but we're back. Hopefully this won't affect us any. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, gentlemen, did either of you get any toys this week? I didn't buy anything, Justin, but I was cleaning my apartment because it needed it, because no one does that in pandemics, apparently. And I found in the closet in the corner two little Mario Kart figures that I've never bought in my life. Oh, I've never are- seen these before. <laughs> Uh, but they're awesome. It looks like they're from T-Arts, from Tommy. They wind up back and they go. Based on the designs, I think they're from Mario Kart 8, 7. I've lost count so many times at this point. <laughs> Look, I couldn't have found a better matchup. It's Yoshi, my favorite Nintendo character, and Baby Mario, the paradox of the universe. So you just found those in the apartment? Yep, they were back in a corner. Great. They may have been in old roommates. Who knows? They're yours now. Right. Uh, Well, I finally completed what I'm getting in the uh, retro Spider-Man line. And we touched upon it slightly last week. But I finally got Peter Parker. I finally got Spidey. And I got Electro, which I already have opened. Uh, there was a great sale at GameStop, 20% off Marvel Legends. So I got these shipped for less than retail. And uh, yeah, I love them. I'm still on the fence about whether I'm going to keep Spidey in the package or open them. Um, it is the best Spider-Man figure they've made. I probably would have kept him in the packaging, but He's kind of like looking down a little bit in the packaging. Like, oh, yeah. So it doesn't look as nice as I would have liked it to look in the packaging. So I tried this will when probably I got, be uh, open. When I got mine, I tried to cut the top art part very fancily for decoration purposes. But I love this Electro. The Electro is great. We interrupt with a Ghostbuster bulletin. Supernatural activity has been sighted in Chicago. Ghostbusters are going live to the scene. Look out, a ghost! Ah! Help! Lewis! I'll get him with my power pinchers. Great new equipment. Oh no, it's Terror Tongue! Help him attack sandwich! Fire down the bazooka! To the ghost sweeper! New figures and vehicles each sold separately. Nail the mean machine! If you see anything unusual... Gotcha! You know who to call. Ghostbusters! The main thing we're here to talk about today, guys, is the real Ghostbusters. Yes. 
Uh, Devlin, I see you got a Slimer there, not necessarily from the real Ghostbusters, but a real looking Slimer. No, but um, uh, yeah, I actually found this at uh, my local Ralph's grocery store, and um, it is a very uh, overtly articulated Slimer. Um, that is a, uh, it's a candy bowl and it's just cool as hell. I, I really love it. And in fact, I, I started kind of a, um, collector's thunderstorm on the Ghostbusters collectors Facebook page that, uh, that I'm a part of. I, I posted a random picture and say, Hey, check this out. And they're like, Oh my God. And went totally nuts. And, uh, one of my, my friends, uh, my friend, David, who started his collection, you know, uh, way before I did. Um, he has, he probably, actually, he should probably be here instead of me. He probably has one of the largest, most um, intense real Ghostbusters collections I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Um, it's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, this is uh, not part of the line, but it's pretty awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's really on model to the movie Slimer, too. You don't always see merchandise released that looks so much like the Slimer from the movie. Right. I really like that. That's pretty cool. And how do you remember how much that was? Um, it's, uh, it's 25. I mean, that is not bad at all. That's not bad really at all. good for that because it's it looks movie accurate. So you'd almost assume something that big and detailed would be $70, $50. But not targeted really at collectors, just targeted at, you know, Halloween buyers. And of course, as always, they put out their Halloween stuff way, 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 (laughs) you know, ahead of time. I won't say too early because it's never too early for Halloween, but, you know, way ahead of time. No, and I feel like this you year got that we're doing Ralph's and Ralph's is uh, Kroger across a lot of the country. So right. if you don't have a Ralph's, look for Kroger. If you're looking for one of these Slimer candy dishes, I know I'll be out. And it's a whole line, of course. They have uh, Baby, not Yoda, um, and uh, I think I saw Spider Man, and it was it was like eight different. Um, eight different, you know, characters. Pretty cool. So the first Ghostbuster movie came out in 1984. Uh, when did you guys first see Ghostbusters? Because I saw it in 84. Um, okay. I saw it Halloween of 84. My parents got the VHS tape and I was hooked. And since I was a child of the Star Wars generation, I was primed to assume there would be action figures of every single character in the Ghostbusters film, since that's just how it was with Star Wars, uh, did not turn out that way. There were no Ghostbusters action figures at first. Uh, It took years for there to be Ghostbusters action figures and decades for there to be movie accurate ones, but we'll get to that later on. So guys, what was your first experiences of watching the film? Uh, mine was not in 1984 because I was born in 1989. I saw it at a friend's house. And at the time we were in Catholic school, private Catholic school. So we must've been between five and eight and it was sold to me by him. 
as a very scary horror movie. It was going to freak us out. We were having a sleepover. And I had seen at that point Alien, Halloween, Pinhead. My dad was unafraid of showing me horror movies. My mom's also a big fan of them. We were watching Universal Horror Monsters. We were watching anything scary. So when he put it on, and I was ready to be freaked out, and it was hilarious, I originally was very annoyed and was in this, like, I want to be scared. You told me we were going to get freaked out. I'm not freaked out at all. And of course, he's like cowering in the corner. And I am just like sitting here being like, oh, yeah, no, the guy's got no dick. This is a... And it wasn't until after the sleepover when, I, when my parents picked me up. And, you know, what'd you do? Well, we watched a scary movie, Ghostbusters. I didn't think it was scary at all. And that's when my dad switched over to the, like, comedy education films. And was like, okay, we're going to watch this again. And you're going to laugh because that's the intent. This is genre blending. And then we're going to go watch some old SNL. And you're going to understand why this is hilarious. And now I love it. (laughs) I'm so glad that you shared all that because I'm going to blend your story and all of it right together. I, um, I am ageless. So I watched it originally in 84 when I was a very, uh, you know, uh, knee high to a grasshopper, as my grandfather would say. And I absorbed every moment of it, every bit of, uh, what the the parts that were supposed to be scary, every single line, every syllable, this man has no dick, is one of my favorites. Just every character, um, and I would say probably that was my introduction to uh, all of those guys, you know, before I got into SNL, before I knew anything about Bill Murray's other works, you know, uh, Stripes and, of course, uh, Harold Ramis, too. And um, and the incredible Rick Moranis, too. <laughs> Cannot forget Rick, uh, who showed up randomly with Ryan Reynolds in that dumb Mint Mobile commercial, which was the most random event of all time. I still can't believe that that happened. But anyway, um, it... Watching Ghostbusters infused in me my, I think it's a third of my personality. And it definitely helped me, uh, help to propel my entire sense of imagination and creativity, my comedic sense. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. And I would say the greatest comedy of all time. It's truly amazing. Uh, and where I'll blend the <laughs> watching things that you're, uh, you may not, uh, should be watching. I, right around that time, was also vehemently told not to watch The Gremlins. Because my parents knew it would scare me to death. And it did. I was over at a friend's house and he's like, yeah, we should watch this. And I'm like, uh, okay. And <laughs> uh, gave me nightmares for years. And then there was an episode of the real Ghostbusters cartoon in which all of the guys are sucked into the dream world by Sam Hain and Janine 
has to, you know, she's, she's got a, she's got a medal up, put on the suit, go into the dream world, save the guys. And, uh, you know, she was told just keep saying, I'm a ghostbuster. Keep telling yourself I'm a ghostbuster. When you get to the dream world, you will be. And of course she was, and she defeated Sam Hayen. So way before uh, Inception was a concept, <laughs> I incepted myself to do this. Every night uh, I started telling her, because I was seeing Stripe in my nightmares, like all the time, grinning ear to ear, like he was gonna eat me. And I told myself, I'm a Ghostbuster. And uh, I blasted him, you know, in the kingdom come. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like my parents were also a little bit worried about this in Gremlins. I didn't see Gremlins for a couple more years, uh, actually. Um, and I do remember being a little afraid of like the ghost in the library at the beginning. Like for someone who had never seen any sort of horror movies, like it was a little intense um but yeah i think it had to have been the first time i saw bill murray or dan Aykroyd or any of those guys and it's really weird to think about now that i didn't know who any of them were before ghostbusters yeah i fell in love with the movie immediately just like you guys and i really wanted toys but it was unfortunately going to be about two and a half years after I saw the movie before I would get my hands on the first toys. Uh, the cartoon, The Real Ghostbusters, came out uh, in 86, I believe. And the, the toys started slipping out toward the end of 86, but didn't really show up full force until January of 87. Um, I remember... In January of 87, I got the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and Slimer. But it was months later before I could find the four Ghostbusters. Um, and the Slimer and Stay Puffs, they were both recently re-released uh, along with the four original figures at Walmart. And I remember immediately being disappointed because... The Stay Puft was the same size as the Ghostbusters. <laughs> and uh, the Slimer was like 10 times as big as he should have been. <laughs> so I was glad to have some sort of Ghostbusters. Because there was, other than like t-shirts and patches with the logo, and of course the record, there really wasn't any Ghostbusters merchandise that came out with the movie. It wasn't until the cartoon came out. And by that point, like I loved the cartoon and I liked the cartoon figures, but I really wish there had been movie toys as well. Like the Egon was a pretty good representation of how he looked in the movie. And uh, the Winston was fine. But <laughs> the other two didn't look anything like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd <laughs> at 
at all. <laughs> uh, which was very disappointing to me. Um, but outside of how the toy line represented the four Ghostbusters, the rest of the line was absolutely spectacular. Like it's the Kenner real Ghostbusters line is maybe not a great Ghostbusters toy line. Um, since we didn't get anything that was movie accurate and we barely got anything that was cartoon accurate. Um, you mentioned like Sam Hain, like that should have been a figure. Like so many of these great villains from the cartoon never made it in to figure form, but it was still a fantastic toy line because the toys were so good, even if they weren't representative of the show or the movie. So many of the toys still stick out in my mind from childhood. And that doesn't happen a lot. Like a lot of the toys I have, my memories of the toys are really like movie or franchise based where with the real Ghostbusters line, I have like a lot of memories actually playing with these toys, especially the ghosts, because some of the ghosts they came out with, I'm remembering like there was the, uh, there was a line of human characters that were possessed by ghosts. There was like a mailman and an old woman and a football player. Ghosts in a football field? Nah. Hey, buddy. See anything weird? <laughs> it's Tombstone Tackle. Don't lose your head. Let's take a hike. You need help? Ah, oh, a friendly garbage man. Hey, you! It's terror trash. I can't believe my eyes. Wanna help an old lady across the street? Sure. It's Granny Crows. I hear ya. Run! Let's fly! Wait for me! The real Ghostbusters. Figures and vehicles each sold separately. New from Kenner. We showed her who's boss. Wanna bet, Sunny? There truly were so many great figures throughout the lines. And they introduced a lot of really cool vehicles too that were so neat. The Ecto-1 is one of the greatest toy vehicles there ever was. It, was, it had the cool stickers. Um, it looked exactly like the movie version. It had the claw that came out from the back where it could grab a hold of the ghosts and pull them in. You could uh, put the figures fully in there and, you know, drive around. So amazing. Yeah, I think even to this day, it's probably the best Ecto-1 that's been made as far as a toy go. Like, I, I've never bought another one. Like, it, it, uh, they, they were going to try to crowd funds in Ecto-1 for that Mattel line a few years ago. And I'm sure that would have been great. But uh, yeah, I still keep that Ecto-1 as my Ecto-1. Not to mention the the firehouse playset. <sighs> the firehouse. Oh, yeah. I don't believe there's ne I don't believe there's ever been another firehouse playset. Um, it was a fantastic toy in 87. It still stands the test of time as a fantastic toy. Um, yeah, I love it. Like. Right away, when I think of this line, 
I think the first two things I think of are the Firehouse and the Ecto-1. I was just going to say, those are the big standout ones to me, too. Because mm-hmm. I think when I was younger, my favorite thing to play with were vehicles and sets. And having that awesome Ecto-1 changed everything. Like, I would rather take that over, at the time, movie and cartoon accurate things. It was like my favorite stuff in Star Wars was the vehicles. My favorite part of Scooby-Doo was having the van. So getting that Ecto-1, the turtles in their van, having any type of thing that I could just like race around was incredible. I think the only vehicle for me that, that comes close is um, the 60s style uh, Batmobile from the Superpowers collection. You already, you already had a whole episode on that. I could go on and on. <laughs> Yeah, the, for some reason, those two together in my mind, like, those were the two vehicles that I always came back to playing with when I was a kid. Specifically this Ecto-1 and specifically that Superpowers uh, Batmobile. So the the original four figures, um, they had, <laughs> they all had their proton packs and they... Each of the yeah, each of the the proton packs had these little like wands that shot out that you couldn't remove. Uh, and I remember that being very annoying as a kid because I just wanted to display them without the things shooting out, and you couldn't do it. You couldn't take them out. Was that annoying to you guys? I mean, it, it was, but I I loved. I love that you could twist it, you know, so it so it looked like it was really, you know, uh, entrapping the ghosts. And uh, uh, I used to use like black light when I was playing with them, so it would make really cool, you know, <laughs> visuals oh, across the wall and stuff. And that's I, a good I, idea. I, you know, the figures are. I mean, they're so cool. Egon with his little glasses and his pompadour, you know, and uh, the, the the proton packs are just, are super cool. You know, I love that they were removable. You could take them on and off. And uh, I don't know. And the, the card art is really cool. The figures each came with little ghosts as well. Many ghosts. Yep. Kenner, I feel like by the end of the line, there was just an insane amount of these little mini ghosts. Infinite. Oh, yeah. I noticed you're showing off in-package figures. And when Justin mentioned his legend Spider-Man he got, you shook your head that he should keep it in. Are you a uh, just-in-the-box collector? Do you not open anything? Oh, Blake, buddy. I, I am... Okay. Even that Slimer still has its wrap on. It does. Yeah. So I like to consider myself a collector, whether or not I actually am, uh, is relative, I suppose. I have um, most of my collection, uh, which is sort of a multiverse collection. I have a collection of collections, especially in regards to action figures. I could go on for 20 more episodes, but um, I do like to keep, if I'm going to get something like these these classic figures, 
if I'm able, if I have the money, which I rarely do, I like to get two so I can take one out and leave one in because the collector in me screams internally if I have to break the bubble. And, um, but I so love playing with them and displaying them. Uh, I don't know. It, it really, it's a, it's, it's a big decision for every figure that I get. But uh, whenever I'm able, I, if I don't have enough money to get a double, I usually do keep them in the package. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going back and looking through this old Kenner line and it's incredible how many ways they were able to repurpose the four Ghostbusters. <laughs> like the four of them came out over and over and over again. And every time it was like a slightly different costume with some sort of like weird backpack or the outfit was just the same with a different color. Like, but it was all very colorful. They all stand out. Like whoever the people were behind this line, you can tell they put a lot into it. They got very creative. Um, yeah, I just love it. Especially once you get to uh, the later lines with like those haunted humans, like we were talking about. There's also in uh, in the fifth wave, there's a bunch of traditional like universal monster type figures, Dracula. Frankenstein, Wolfman, and that was wave five. I, I think that was like some of my first introduction to those characters because mine too. Other than I think like Monster Squad, I don't think I would have really seen anything with those characters before. And those like those still stand the test of time as great toys. Oh yeah, I mean. Um... There were there were so many yeah the universal monsters I I agree with you was was probably my first introduction too, uh, and and all of them really cool with uh, you know Dracula with the uh, <laughs> with his arms went up. They pumped out a lot of different stuff in a very short period of time, and it's it seems like looking back you would think this line was on the shelves for 15 years, but it was only 86 to 91. And there is so much from just that short period of time. It's wild. That's how I feel about a lot of these older properties, especially like growing up with it when it was already over. Cause it was uh, the show itself ran till what? 90, 91. Yeah. Yep. So I would have been two or three, but it was always on. It was like a staple of Saturday morning cartoons. And like in my brain, that just meant it was coming out with new episodes every day or, or week or whatever. It's amazing how long it took me to realize that like half the shows I liked just had a decade of content and maybe a new season. After the first season, of the real Ghostbusters cartoon, it was immediately picked up for syndication, and then it started playing on ABC. So, depending on which, where you uh, Google it, uh, the second season was the third, and the third was the fourth, and so on. It's it gets a little garbled uh, because the first the first season, I believe, 
is uh, the first season was 13 episodes and then it was immediately syndicated and the next quote season was 65 episodes. Um, And then it just went all over the place with the seventh season having four episodes, but it was also intermingled. It it was sort of transitioned to Slimer in the uh, Slimer in the real Ghostbusters at some point. And then uh, after the extraordinarily short seventh season of the series, uh, there was a Slimer spinoff. It's so weird because it's so funny thinking back to how all the Ghostbusters products started because I feel like it climaxed with Slimer on high C boxes. And most people I knew just knew Ghostbusters from Ecto Cooler. (laughs) Also, like, at some point, because, like, after watching the movie, like, I didn't take away, like, Slimer being, like, this important character or even that like memorable it seemed just like another ghost so it was really weird (laughs) that they kind of like decided at some point that slimer was going to be the focal point of the merchandise and the the cartoon i feel feel like that happens in a lot of pop culture though i feel like they take the quote-unquote like dog or pet character and just throw him out for either cuteness factor or ease. Or- the list is endless. We had Glomer. We had, um, uh, trying to think of Punky Brewster's dog. Uh, uh, of course, there was Snarf. God, I hate Snarf so much. Dino <laughs> was on all of the uh, push-up pops I would buy in the summertime. Yep. Even like R2-D2 and BB-8. Like, why was BB-8 the face of The Force Awakens in 2015? He just rolls around a lot. He does less than R2-D2 does in any of those movies. He's my favorite. <laughs> just, you know. I would still say BB-8 was featured more prominently than Slimer. That's true. When you go back now and watch Ghostbusters and you're like, oh yeah, Slimer's there for like a minute. It also took until recently for there to be like accurate Slimer merchandise like you have right there. Like once they created that like cartoon version of Slimer, like that was it. Like that was the model forever of what Slimer looked like. I bet there was 30 years to get merch that looked like Slimer. Some focus group in the Valley in California got a bunch of kids and said, which toy will sell? And they all said the green fun ghost. And that's probably how it went down. And that's why he was called the green ghost in the beginning when they released the figure. It wasn't called Slimer. It was called the green ghost because they figured the kids wouldn't remember his name. And then of course it ended up becoming so popular that he you know, got that aforementioned spinoff. It's surprising to me that he didn't become like a major focal point of the second movie because of like what they did with him in a merchandising way. Justin, the second movie's main focal point is that they rebrand themselves as Ghostbusters 2. The two logo is on the car and the uniforms. That would be like, I guess Coke 2 did it. But that would be as if every World Series restarted and it was like the LA Dodgers 8. They're here. We're trying it again. Now, something interesting to me is, again, these were not figures based on the movies, but 
when the second movie came around, they added the like the slime shooter and stuff like that from the second movie into the toy line, even though I don't think that stuff ever made it into the cartoon. The plasma blasters, right? Um, you're absolutely right. They tried to incorporate, uh, once Ghostbusters 2 came out, which was 89, they, they incorporated uh, the figures around it. Um, but then we still didn't uh, even see Lewis. We, well, we didn't get, we didn't get a Janine figure until wave four, which was uh, 89. Oh, 88. Well, yeah, somewhere between there. It was, it was before, it was around Christmas of 88, I think is when the Janine came out, um, which was part of the, the Fright Features series. And, um, and then we didn't get a Lewis until wave nine so that yeah, was, long that way was all the way in 1990 after the second movie came out the line wrapped up in 91 and from what i understand it had more to do with the kenner hasbro merger than it did with the franchise dying out because That's in 91 right. we're still we're only two years removed from the second movie at that point uh, so the line ended and then it, we wouldn't see any like traditional Ghostbuster toys really. I mean, we had some diamond select figures that came out, but I think those were pretty much just the dogs and Gozer. And then the Mattel line would finally come out as a direct market line based on the movies. Um, about eight years ago now, I think. I can't remember exactly when. That's where the big Stay Puff behind me came from. Awesome. And now, and now we have this current line, which I haven't gotten, but I know, Blake, you are all in. I love it. I don't know how all in I am, because the thing about Ghostbusters, especially just the movies that you guys have sort of touched on, is it's the main characters and th- am I going to buy gray suits with a number two logo on the same figures I just bought? Uh, I did with the Mattel ones. <laughs> and then I bought them all again with Christmas with the like hell little Santa hats for Christmas. <laughs> so it depends on like what else they do with it. And it, it's why I, I'll probably end up just switching over to the real Ghostbusters line that's recoming out to get my ghost fix. But it's why I'm so disappointed. Well, it's not why I'm disappointed in COVID-19. There's thousands of more important (laughs) reasons to be disappointed. But this is one of them. I have to assume that if this movie came out and was huge, which eh, maybe, we would be getting an onslaught of new figures and old figures. The real Ghostbusters line would be in swing. The Plasma series line would be in full swing. We'd be getting well, some weirder cuts. Well, that is partly where the where the Walmart re-release came from because they were trying to uh, get in on what was supposed to be <laughs> the afterlife hype. Unfortunately, of course, that all went to crap. But uh, we did get a very cool, you know, re-release of the classic figures. 
And uh, just curious, did you, do you have, you, you have them? You, you got the... The plasma? I have all of them. Do you want me to grab the others? No, uh, no, the classic figures. Um, no, those I have not done. Okay. Yeah, Blake, I think what you're talking about happened. We just didn't see it because we were quarantined. Oh, well, then maybe. So I actually entered a Facebook contest, and this was now a couple months ago, uh, for a, a, a raffle through the Buffalo Ghostbusters. And I won. So I got the entire set of the re-release of the classic figures. Great. Awesome. So thank you to, uh, to Dan and the Buffalo Ghostbusters team for that. Since the pandemic started, I've been in Targets, but I actually haven't been into a Walmart. So I haven't even seen those hanging on the shelf. Are I the, feel like that would have been a real nice treat. To are they all Walmart exclusives? Yeah. Ah, well, there we are. That's yep. why I can't find and, them anywhere. And as you'll see, this this sing, uh, single Egon has all the languages. It's part of the second the second wave of the of the re-release. So now you've got the full set on yeah. mint on card. You've just got to buy the opening ones. <laughs> it's gonna be a while. <laughs> I'm I'm broke as a joke, but that's okay. I'll get them eventually. Yeah, that's that's. Kind of the attitude that we've taken too is we'll get them eventually. So I, uh, if you don't mind, I do want to talk about a little bit of the origin of the real Ghostbusters cartoon, which, as I'm sure you're probably aware, uh, released not only around the same time, but literally exactly one week after Filmation's Ghostbusters cartoon which of course was based on the 1975 ghost space busters uh, um, with the two guys and the gorilla. Um, And for whatever reason, uh, well, of course, you know, filmation led by Lou Scheimer, who gave us every cartoon ever. (laughs) Um, including, you know, Masters of the Universe and uh, uh, an astronomical list of amazing cartoons. Filmation decided to, of course, capitalize on the success of the movie by releasing an animated version of their original series, but decided to release it in 86, the very same year uh, that the real Ghostbusters came out, which, of course is why it's the real Ghostbusters. Um, and uh, I, I couldn't believe, like, I watched them both and I was very, very confused because, of course, I had no concept whatsoever of the original series. It was way before my time anyway. And um, so that was, that was very strange because I believe on whatever channel I was, uh, I think, let's see, that was 86, so... I was just moving from Kentucky to Illinois at that time. And whatever channel it was on, both of the cartoons were on the same channel. So that was weird. Um, And, uh, you know, of course, the real Ghostbusters uh, won out and ended up going on for several more seasons. The Filmation version was only the one season and then it was out. 
there was also a live action version of the filmation uh, uh, in seventy five. Well. Yeah, in I remember the same video store that I rented the original Ghostbusters movie at had the live action seventies filmation show, and I rented that and was so confused. Yeah, because I what? thought like the movie would have been based off of that, but it wasn't. That had a gorilla. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. I have no idea about the live action one. Now I have to find it. And for the cartoon version, they um, they created their main villain was um, Crime Evil, and that was sort of it was a it was a recurring Skeletor sort of situation. You know that he would send his ghosty minions uh, after the Ghostbusters, and it was sort of a you know minion of the week kind of thing. So where are those toys? Why aren't they part of these new lines? Sneak one into every real Ghostbusters wave from here on out. So, so what Ghostbuster toys are we still waiting for? What, Devlin, what would you like to see released as a toy that's never come out? Well, to bring him back around, Sam Hain. I want a freaking Sam, I, I want a large, a large, larger than life Sam Hain figure that that I can let rule my entire computer desk. I think that would be fantastic. I want more uh, Janine and Lewis figures, always. Just, I mean, they haven't made enough appearances. They never do. Um, It is stressing me out much more than it should, thinking about whether uh, Rick Moranis is actually going to make a cameo in Afterlife because it's been, he said 100%, it's not happening. He doesn't have anything to do with it. He's he's done with the franchise. I think he's lying. I want him to be lying so badly because I love Rick Moranis so freaking much. Ghostbusters! Each sold separately. See any ghosts? Not yet. Figment, it's back to the bone. Get me out. Looks like you're really into him, Stan. Safe. Not so safe. It's like Bucket. What a slob. I've been cooped. Peter Venkman, Bad to the Bone, and Sludge Bucket with Ectoplasm each sold separately. Ghostbusters from Kenner. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be even better, more movie-accurate Ghostbuster lines, but there'll never be a line that are as good of toys as the Kenner real Ghostbuster toys. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Devlin, thank you so much for coming on this week. Uh, where can people find you? Everywhere. Um, just at my name, Devlin Wilder, D-E-V-L-I-N, Wilder, like Gene Wilder, W-I-L-D-E-R, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. And Blake, where can people find us? Well, first they can leave us a review on iTunes, and after that they can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash figure on Twitter at PC. On Instagram at How Do You Figure Podcast, and I think that is it. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Thanks. We'll see everybody next week. Okay.